episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. Hello, and welcome to Harding University's Deadline Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Shapley, and today I was joined with Parker Samuel as we discuss Damien Chazelle's third feature film, First Man, starring Ryan Gosling and Claire Foy. Enjoy. Welcome to the Deadline Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Shapley, and today I have with me Parker Samuel, the sport editor for the Patagene Yearbook. Hello. How's it going, man? Good. How are you, Parker? Dude, I'm doing good. And uh, I was just going to say, uh, I know this really isn't my thing here, being the athletics editor, but I am uh, glad to talk some movies with you. Yes. Spoiler alert. We're talking about First Man. If you haven't seen it... There's going to be spoilers, so maybe turn off this, go see it, and then come back, because I think we're going to have a fun episode for you. So yes, we're talking about First Man, the movie about the first moon mission, directed by Damien Chazelle, starring Ryan Gosling and Claire Foy. Who else? There's quite... It's Corey Stoll. Okay, Jason Clark. It's quite the list. There's There's a lot of people where it's like... I know that guy. I've seen him in about 15 movies, and I still remember his name. There's also a lot of people that are in this movie for a very short amount of time, and then they go. Yeah, there is a lot of death in this movie. There's a lot of death in this movie. I don't think that's a spoiler. I guess, in hindsight, was it like five people die? I think so, something like it's that. It's like four or five. One of them's of more natural causes, I guess. But going to the moon's hard. It's <laughs> yeah. tough. Yeah, it is. And it was definitely a lot more death than I was expecting to see. I knew this. I didn't really know a whole lot about the movie coming in other than obviously it's the story about Neil Armstrong. And I just thought to myself, like halfway through the movie, I'm like, okay, wow, this is a lot more serious. Like a lot of stuff happens that I didn't even realize. And I think, yeah, that emotional depth really comes through with just all of the tragedy that came through, you know, to, to really get to the moon, I guess. So. There's there's a lot of layers to this film, and I think that's why I re- really appreciate about it. So when I first heard about it, I guess it was really like right after La La Land. Uh, Damien Chazelle, who's the director, this is his third feature-length film. Um, Whiplash was his first, and then La La Land, which also starred Gosling. So it was, I think it was during Oscar season, and they were like, oh yeah, by the way, their, their next movie will be on 2018. It's going to be Gosling and Chazelle. And so... I immediately was intrigued. From personally, I I'm not a huge biopic fan. I think biopics can be kind of played out sure. in very skeletal in the sense of like, okay, here's some emotional depth. We're going to cover their entire life. I guess the only biopic that I really enjoy like coming into this is probably like The Social Network. But I guess any David Fincher movie is going to be that high caliber. So in hearing that Chazelle was the director and with Gosling, who's one of my favorite one of my favorite actors, honestly, um, going into this. I was excited. I was a little reserved about it. I wasn't, I don't know. I was excited for it, but I wasn't dying to go see it, I guess. Sure. 
Yeah, my experience coming to see this movie, I had seen very little for it. Um, and so it was during fall break. And I was at home with my family, and so Dad was like, do you want to go see Venom? And I was like, no, I don't really think I want to see that movie. And um, I'm glad that I didn't. I heard it wasn't great. I mean, very mixed reviews, not good critically. And he said, well, okay, there's this other movie called First Man. I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen something about that. Let's let's go see it. And, I mean, obviously I was very glad that I ended up doing that um, just because it, I mean, it was an awesome movie. I don't know what else to say there. I enjoyed it a lot. I think it definitely has stuck with me a lot more than most biopics. And I think the performances are really what drive this movie. I think Gosling's incredible. Gosling's always good. I mean, I don't I wouldn't say it's Oscar worthy, but I enjoy it. I think Claire Foy will definitely get um I don't I don't know if she'd be lead female or supporting, but she will get she will get nominated for something. Um, I, this is really the first thing that I've seen from her. I haven't watched The Crown. I know she just won an Emmy for it. I think she really was the emotional backbone to Gosling's character. Um, spoiler alert: If you're still here, um, early in the movie, I didn't know anything about Neil Armstrong. Um, going early in the movie, we find out his daughter passes away from, I believe it was cancer. Mm-hmm, some kind of tumor. Yeah, and she was very, three or four probably, mm-hmm. very young. And this is kind of during, I guess, the beginning of the the space program to the moon. Uh, it's around that time. So his daughter passes away um, around the time that he's interviewing to get into this particular space program in order to get to the moon um, and testing and things like that. Going into it, it's pretty emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely within the first 10 minutes, it's a tearjerker. Um, seeing with him, seeing him kind of deal with it, also it kind of invokes this emotional like distance with him and his family. Mm-hmm. They moved to Houston soon after that. And Claire Foy's character is kind of just left to, I mean, take care of her family and be that support that he's, I wouldn't say he's not there, but it's definitely hard for him. He doesn't talk, they've they mentioned many times that he doesn't talk about the death of their daughter ever mm-hmm. to his own wife, yeah. to his own family. Um, and that's a, a big deal. And so he just kind of drowns himself in his work. Which is a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I, I just the scene whenever, right after his daughter dies, and he's just back at the office. I think it's like the next Monday or something like that. And they say, "Hey, man, you could you could go back, you know, home, like take a couple days." And he's like, "No, I, you know, I got to be here." And I think that really hits like a nerve for a lot of people because you're not really sure what to do when you mm-hmm. when something happens so tragically like that. And so I think that uh, his portrayal, um, especially in that scene, was just very powerful. I was like, wow, I, maybe that's something I would do if I was in that situation. Yeah, Gosling does a good job of playing kind of not manic characters, but in his roles, he's very manic where, I mean, his last film was La La Land and kind of this charismatic fun. He wasn't that fun, but he was charismatic yeah. and this, <laughs> this enlightening character of, you know, I love jazz. Versus now, he's like, super distant and Mm -hmm. a lot of contemplation and I think there's this movie there's a lot of contemplation which I think really works for it and really works against it at times really yeah like whenever you say contemplation you're meaning like whether in shots or in character moments okay um 
I, I kind of want to get into the negatives last because there's very few, but sure. I do have a couple of hang-ups there. Um, so, I, yeah, I think the direction was great. I think the character development was great. The build-up, I think I want to say a couple things. Like, I've never been that interested in space to begin with. I think it's kind of cool, but it's like there's this vastness that's mm-hmm. there, and you don't want to touch it, and that freaks me out. I think a lot of times, especially, like, growing up, you think, like, ah, oh, the space program, like, they got a man to the moon. How hard could that be? Yeah, <laughs> Rocket sure. science is very hard. Astronauts are superheroes. Yeah. I will go that far as to say, like, astronauts, they they practically need to be perfect human beings. <laughs> yeah, and you can see that, I mean, whenever you hear about it in school and you're just like, yeah, they went to the moon, cool, like, we're America, like, we can do anything, right, because I'm sure we had the, the top-notch stuff, and you see over and over in this movie, so many times they failed trying to get people there because the science wasn't there, and whenever you're talking about, I think the, the I don't know if this is true or not, the rumor of, like, you have more tech in your iPhone now than they did when they got the man on the moon, after watching this movie, I feel like I can believe yeah. that. So basically, within the first 20 minutes, you're kind of thrown into the space program of them being like, okay, we're going to test you physically, mentally, and then also mentally as an emotionally and then also you need to be a rocket science in order to do all these things yeah and it's never been done before well I will say there's other movies like I mean Gravity which Mm -hmm. I thought was a good movie watching I mean cinematically it was beautiful but you also in the back of your mind are thinking like come on like none of this stuff is actually going to happen it was also on space sure yeah which I think the build up was good Mm -hmm. to get to space Mm -hmm. yeah I was slow at times. Okay, I want to get to that later. Okay. So, yeah, being an astronaut, you have to be a superhero, basically. Yeah. I mean, the three criteria are that you have to be a genius and be physically and mentally stable, which was something I thought it was really funny. Um, in, his inter- in the interview, um, in order to get into the program, the last question is, like, are you with the de- – I'm sorry about the death of your um, daughter – like, my condolences. And he's like, okay, what's this about? Like, why do you care? He's like, are you going to, is that going to affect your mental state? And he's just like, yes. Yeah. That, yeah that's the only time really that he acknowledges that he's not okay. I think verbally. Yeah. I think that's the only time verbally where he's like, I'm not okay. Yeah. Which is, I think is a great scene. I definitely Scenes think. Yeah. In order to draw that kind of. I mean, I think this movie definitely shows how hard the push is to get to space. I mean, even in, before they do the moon mission at all, um, it's it's him. And I can't remember what's the name of the other astronaut that he's with when they just do the orbit. Is that what it is? Or, yeah. So, I, or they're trying to do like they're engaging with another I can't remember ship. the actor's name. I don't, I don't know who the astronaut is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so they're both trying to engage. And you just see like when you hear like, oh, yeah, we just put a man in orbit around the moon. Again, like it just seems so simple. But it shows all of the complications everything like leading up getting and I think one thing this movie does really well is showing how like getting through Earth's atmosphere and going back just that specifically to me really stuck out and mm-hmm. showing like how challenging it is to really break through because and, the like, whole purpose of that was to detach and reattach I know they, they shot up and then they were reattaching to the the shuttle that was going to bring them down mm-hmm 
What was it that happened? It spun out of control. It started spinning, and they thought it was... I think it was because of the Earth's gravity, right? It had something to do with a miscalculation, but they were able to attach it, which they were kind of like, we don't need to focus on the thing that went wrong and sent them spiraling out of control (laughs) into space. We attached it all right. Yeah. (laughs) Which is interesting. There's just a lot of steps, and like I think in a movie like this... these are she says a great oh, what? she's she basically and I'm gonna paraphrase it's a great line but Claire Foy I think it's when that happens when they spiral out of control and mm-hmm. they come back they cut the radio frequency and she runs down um, to the space station and is freaking out and she's like you're just boys playing with models basically yeah and that's what it is. Yeah, it's that, really like, what it feels fundamentally, like. Fundamentally, that's what it is. It's people who don't, they have an idea of what they're doing, but they're just testing things and seeing um, what happens. And I think that her character really shows the human side of it because mm-hmm. I think for them, they're thinking like, well, this is a test and, you know, some there's going to be sacrifice to make any great achievement. Well, and like you were saying earlier, her emotional backbone, like she's a character that's like, well, no, 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 like, He's he's my husband. Like he's a dad. Like he's got other things outside of like trying to make it to the moon. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that's all you guys care about. So I think And even at that point it's not like they're on a team. Nobody knows who's going to make it up there. Sure. And so I, I think that's another interesting part of this is you have the dedication, but also you're unsure like what your purpose is at that point. It's just whatever command tells you to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a I think it's a really cool scene when he's in the bathroom just washing his hands, and they come in and they're just like, "Hey, I I think we want to choose you." Yeah. And there's this interesting. I don't. I I just like the way it was shot, um, which is another thing I'm about to go into. Um, and he's just in the bathroom washing his hands, and you just see his reaction in the mirror. A very mundane moment where he's just like, yep, uh, I think we're choosing you. I believe that's when he does it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. no, this film looks, looked incredible. Yeah. It looked really good. Yeah. It looked like, I mean, it was shot on 35 millimeter, with the exception of, I think, I think the, I read something, it was, the moon landing scene, I think, was shot on IMAX, I believe. Okay. But that doesn't matter with what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, it, it's super grainy. The colors are great. It looks like, I mean, it doesn't look like it's shot in the 60s. It looks like it's comparable to being shot in the 60s. It, I, I don't know. It just looked really good. It helps with the overall aesthetic mm-hmm. of the film and, like, putting you in the mindset of this isn't just a 2018 film with a 1960s skin over it. Like, it, it helps it feel mm-hmm. more like... Uh, like you're watching something from the time and, and the period. Yeah, I I enjoyed the look very much. I think it added a lot. I think that just shows. I mean, not who's a cinematographer. Let me let me find this. Linus Sandgren. Let's see what he's. Oh, <laughs> he shot La La Land. Um, that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Which is also another film that kind of mimics certain fifties and sixties. Um, shots and aesthetics. Anyways, I enjoyed the film a lot. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it stuck with me. Yeah. Out of my Chis- out of the Chazelle films, I'd probably put a third. Okay. I, th- um, I think La La Land and Whiplash are just too good. Yeah, I haven't seen Whiplash. I've seen La La Land. I would still put it above First Man. Yeah. So. I I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was good. I don't I don't know. 
it was getting some some flack for being like not necessarily Oscar bait, but like okay, this is just gonna be another La La Land, which takes over the Oscars. I don't agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I haven't. Everything's basically coming out this weekend or the next for um, Oscar movies, but like it was good. I enjoyed it a lot. It's definitely not forgettable as a biopic. Um, I do okay. I want to talk about my hangups really quick, and then that last scene. Uh, first, what do you think about the last scene? Um, the last scene. Uh, I'm not someone who's really seen a whole lot of movies with like kind of those, I guess, weirder endings, less picturesque endings. But I thought that it was, it was uh, symbolic in just a way, like because um, for those of you, I guess, who haven't seen it, uh, he's in this containment unit, or they're trying to. He's in quarantine. They're, they're quarantined because um, for fear of like. Because they went on the moon. Yeah. If there's anything, <laughs> that nobody's thought, been there. <laughs> if they thought there was anything on the moon that they had, and they had to be quarantined, and so maybe maybe like a symbiote. <laughs> maybe I don't know. That's in the sequel. But anyway, um, so and and Janet, his wife, walks in, and so there's just this glass pain, like pain, um, between the two of them. She just kind of puts her hand up, or maybe he puts his hand up first, and they just kind of look at each other, and that's it. And I think it was symbolic in a way that. He had spent all of this time trying to move to get to the moon, burying himself, and it kind of put almost this, like, I mean, a glass window between the two of them um, and his family um, because of what had happened at the beginning of the movie. I don't know if that's what you saw. That's something that I kind yeah. of took from it. So going off of that really fast, I just want to make sure that we, like, kind of nailed home that the relationship between Gosling and Foy was, it was distant because of his work and it was also distant because of the loss of their child and it's really like felt throughout the movie yes it's felt throughout the movie of her anxiety and her frustrations and him kind of like being indifferent towards it not in the most negative way in a very human manner not necessarily like look at this dad he just works all the time and doesn't care about the safety of his family because his intentions are noble in a way if, if you want to view it that way but there really is this separation I wasn't sure when he was going to end it. I like I like a vague, kind of concise. I don't like a tie-up. I yeah. think I was like, I really hope this movie isn't. They touch down, and then they go back, and everyone throws a party and all these things. I don't want that. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like those kind of endings. And I didn't expect that kind of ending, because Giselle's not that kind of director. <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen La La Land or Whiplash, um, especially Whiplash, I was kind of like, are they just going to end it when he's on the moon and he just throws the, his daughter's bracelet <laughs> in this crater? Because I would have liked that. I think it would have been cool. Yeah. Um, kind of this vastness. Okay, I, I'm going to go on another side note. Did you notice how there weren't any stars? Yeah. Okay, well, I didn't notice that now, but when you say that, It was like, completely yeah. black. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know... Maybe there's some sort of light pollution effect if we're getting, like, technical uh-huh. because of the sun and how the moon just illuminates from the sun and therefore you can't see as many stars. But there were no stars. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that is weird. I, I haven't I know about nothing that. about space, but yeah. there were no stars. Anyways, I got distracted. Thought I was going to end there. It didn't. They come back. Yeah, so they go through quarantine. Janet comes and sees him, and like I, yeah, I think that's exactly the, the kind of visual metaphor that they are going for is this distance 
and there was quite a bit of pause. I think he kisses his hand and he puts it up against the window. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of stares at him for a minute, you know, finally kind of accepts. That gesture. Yes, the gesture of, hey, I, I don't know. And it had also been months, right? Or at least a month since they had seen each it other. It had been, I don't know about that. I know, I think it was probably about a he, I remember he said 10 days. And then we're going to go up there, and we're going to be up there for around eight days. So it's been a, about a month. Yeah. Because when they were talking, they said, we're getting hung up in the details, and I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, it had been a little bit. But that just adds to the scene, I think. It adds to the buildup of, I don't know if my husband's going to live or not. Yeah. Um, and so it's great. I like the movie a lot. Really, only my only hang-ups would be the pacing was a little slow. There, yeah. there are some times where I was like, I appreciate this contemplation, as I said earlier, and I think it's good. Pick it up. I also think it's a strong suit because it does build to the story and also makes it unlike most biopics who really just plow through their story in order to get to the end. It's a, it's a positive and negative. I will say the moon landing, mm-hmm. when they're working on getting down, I zoned out big time. Yeah. There were a lot of like quick close-ups of that and I don't I don't know I just zoned, I just completely zoned out in the sense where I was like okay just get down to the surface yeah and I don't know if you saw this at all but I think my only thing was like I understood why he wanted to work so much and he was trying to like I guess reach this goal but I never quite understood why he really wanted to go to the moon if that makes sense I felt like his his motivation for getting there, other than just working because he was trying to find a way to get past the death of his daughter, I guess, I don't know, he just never seemed like before he was super interested in going to the moon, well, so I don't know if... I will say, I think, like, they were, I mean, he works for NASA. Sure, yeah. So I'm just going to, like, get, I, I totally understand what you're saying, like, yeah. maybe the motivations weren't there first. I will say, he was going back and forth, if you remember his journal... At the very beginning of the movie, he had two journals. One was about, like, like getting treatment for his daughter, and the other one was work. Okay. And he does put up the the first one. Oh, okay. And kind of gets back to the work. If you remember, he goes to his office mm-hmm. during the – after the funeral and, yeah. and kind of tosses that one aside. So I definitely I, – I, they didn't really show it. He didn't really talk about, like, I love the moon. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, sure. No, 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 no. no. I, I I'm, not, wanna... I'm not, like, saying that he should – should out or should you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I totally understand that question. Um, <laughs> but but I don't know. I I guess it's kind of like I was just, just expecting him to pull out the T-shirt at some point to say, "I want to go to the moon." Okay, exactly. <laughs> That's what we needed. That's what I I I like visual cues. All right, I can't get into this in depth stuff. I just need to see him say, "Hey, I want to go to the moon." I love or the just moon. turn to the camera, look or, straight into or it. they get into an argument, and she's like, "Why are you doing this?" He just goes, "I love." It's a it's a notebook kind of like what do you want? <laughs> I've only seen see parts notebook. of the notebook, but anyways, I know there's a lot of our ideas like what do you want? And she's just like I I don't remember what, but he's yeah. I love the moon. <laughs> yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Yeah, and one other quick uh, aside is Buzz Aldrin. Uh, yes, uh, who plays him again? What's his name? Um, Corey Stoll. Oh, yeah. Corey Stoll. He's in so many things. Um, Yes. What a jerk. Yeah. You just... 
one thing that I just thought about whenever I was watching the movie was this is not what I imagined Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong's relationship being at all because I thought whenever you're in school and they talk about them being the first people on the moon, you're like, dude, they got to be like best friends, right? Like they went all the way to the moon together. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess it is like a work relationship and sometimes you work with jerks. So. But like Buzz Aldrin's alive. Yeah. Buzz Aldrin probably saw this movie. Yeah. And either he's just totally okay with not being a nice person or... I don't know. It was just funny. It was just funny where, like, our first introduction of him, I don't remember what he says. He was talking about the death of he, uh, that's after. Yeah, I or, guess that's the second scene that he's in. And he's I, can't, just, I, don't, like, I guess I don't remember the first one. It was I, at the funeral. Uh, yeah. yeah, and he was just like, he just didn't land it right or, like, didn't do the gear. And it's just like, everyone, <laughs> you you have no bedside manners. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and he does it again later. It's just, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I think the best line really is whenever he's saying something and uh, it, well, and he says something that just really triggers everyone in the group. And he says, what? I'm just saying everything that everyone's thinking. And then um, Ryan Gosling turns and says, well, maybe you shouldn't. And uh, that was just the best scene right there. I don't know. So yeah, It was good. Yeah. Um, first Man, good movie. If you listen to us spoil the entire thing and still haven't seen it, I would suggest you go see it. This movie season... It's one to catch. Thanks for coming on, Parker. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It was a good time.